All right, everybody. It's officially 2024 now. Um, it was last. Happy New Year. It was for our last episode, too, when we went through our top 23. Mm-hmm. But we didn't talk about 24. Now it's really 2024. I'm excited. Yeah. There's a lot to be I haven't seen you guys about. in a year. <laughs> a whole year? The joke would be, I haven't seen you since last year. Mm, that's true. That's true. Hot. That's what they say. That's what they say at work, well, right? This year, when you go home on December twenty third. Yeah. That's that's. See you next year. You know, that's prime <laughs> white guy <laughs> joke, Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boo. Living the dream. All that stuff. I know, but it could still be an interesting year. Uh, there's a lot of big movies on the horizon, and we're going to talk about um, our some of our most anticipated ones here down the line. But it's it's going to be a pretty active year in general. Hopefully, in the movie industry after spending most of last year shut down due to a strike between the writers guild and the actors guild but that's all in the past now they got their deals renewed for multiple years so no strikes anticipated this year however it's hard to say how it might affect this year uh we have some 23 movies Mm -hmm. that got pushed over into 24 that we're going to talk about um some people's most anticipated movies of 23 are now coming out this year uh so that should be interesting Uh, what do you guys think? How are you feeling about the year overall? You excited? Or do you even, does anyone even care anymore? <sighs> nervous. So, well, I mean, I care. <laughs> I care. I'm just, I'm, but I am super nervous. You know, uh, I, the year after a strike is always weird. You go back to 2007 and that TV time period and those films, there was like a weirdness to them. So, you know, I, a lot of movies got pushed out of 2024 as well. Um, you know, and uh, a lot of shows got delayed out of 2024. So there's going to be times where it's going to feel like a real dry spell this year. And uh, so, you know, I'm not like overly excited about anything like we'll talk about later. I mean, I'm interested in a lot of these movies, but I haven't now seen don't, anything don't, that makes me go, God, that's a must watch. Don't make people tune out already, David. What are you talking about? There's a lot to be excited yeah. about. Well, I'm one man. I'm one person. You know, you guys, you guys are, are your own people. You can speak for yourself on that, but... Like I said, I've got some movies I'm interested in, but I'm really waiting to be wowed. What do you think about the year, Dave? Or Gary, are you excited about 2024? I think that there's potential. I think it's got a lot of potential because, there, you know, we're so used to the last year. I mean, it was just superhero, superhero. We're just waiting for the next superhero movie. That's what the That's what the movie theaters were waiting for. And we don't have that this year. This year's, it feels different. And I like it. Um, I don't exactly know what to think. I think there's going to be, uh, I think there's a lot of chance. This is like a, a changing year for the movie theater where maybe they go quality over quantity. Um, and I'm actually a big fan of hoping for that. What if we get neither? Well, then it would be an upsetting. I think that would be really <laughs> devastating for the movies genre yeah. in general because something's got to have to step up for the movie theater for the lack of superhero movies driving this. I mean, uh, Aquaman flopped, uh, Marvel's flopped. There's not much coming out. I mean, Deadpool, but like we'll that's about- pretty much the one that people are kind of looking forward to. Yeah. But this is an opportunity for something else to step up. Yeah. And so whether it's a, whether it's going back to indie movies or quality movies that are Oscar that has some story to tell, I don't know what it is, but I, there's potential for something to happen. Yeah. I think that, the, I yeah, think the, you're right. Floor is open. Yeah. Um, 
there's not any, to me, obvious runaway hits in that kind of typical superhero subgenre we've been talking about that has been so prominent over the past decade in particular. Um, you got your, your Deadpool 3 you mentioned that has the potential to make a ton of money. Potential. Uh, but then there's also the other the other movie that I think could make money, but I don't necessarily want it to. <laughs> or do I think that this show necessarily is hyped for it? But The Joker Part 2 comes out uh, next year as well, mm-hmm. and that is the sequel to a billion-dollar movie, uh, which for the Marvels didn't work out. For Joker, will it work out? I don't know. We'll find out. So I, I, I do think there's out. opportunity for other franchises, other IP to step up and become one of the highest grossing movies of the year or something we're not prepared for. Something totally unexpected could could take off. It, it could be fun. So I'm excited. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this year, well, obviously. Yeah. Did you have, were you going to say something? No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh I thought you had an idea. Uh, anyway, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this year. So let's go ahead and, and kind of jump into our most anticipated. Before we do that, though, let me go ahead and remind you guys to subscribe to the show on YouTube or in your favorite podcasting app, whichever you're not on. You should subscribe on that one. Uh, you can just search So Many Sequels there on YouTube, and you can go to so sequels.com and find links to our YouTube channel as well as all of our social pages and links to our past episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I almost forgot. Before we talk about you have your finger up. I was going to say, I want to add, we're at 108 subscribers. That's okay, great for you, too. We want to get that number up. You know, I think our goal for the end of the year is one, I don't know what to say, 150. <laughs> we're going to want 150 by the end of the year. Let's do it. That sounds fair to me. Uh, okay. Before, though, we do talk about our anticipated, let's have some fun and just like, uh, I don't know, be imaginative and talk about some possible 2024 predictions. Garrett, you you brought up this idea. You wanted to talk about some predictions. Do you have any you wanted to start with? As you rub, look yeah, into your crystal ball. I, yes, what I see again, as I said a few seconds ago, I think there's a I think there's a chance for something, and I really want it to be quality over quantity. I want movies that last in movie theaters, and I think in order for movie theaters to make money, they're going to need movies that are big that are rewatchable on big screens and that you don't just push out to subscribers. And that's going to be this tricky part because I see so many movies that look like they're going to be epics, right? We've got Furiosa. We've got uh, Dawn of the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes or however many. you got this ballerina movie that's mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got these movies that have potential to be big epics. Do you got Dune Part 2? Uh, unless that got delayed, which it probably did again, because that movie's just got bad luck all over it. But all of these movies look like they could be ones that people go to theaters to see again because it's big. And I think those are the movies that need to step up. And I think it gives way for some of the smaller little indie movies to get in there too, because they're creative and they're different. And I think that for me is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for some epics that have long box office runs that keep people going to the theaters, whether it's back to see it or or they see a preview for something in this over and over, and it's like, oh, that looks like it's good, and maybe I'll go check this out even though I normally wouldn't. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. I like that idea. I think there's some possibility yeah. in there. I'll, uh, one of my predictions, I, I feel like this is, I don't know, a risky prediction, but I think Dune Part 2... Which is not delayed a second time, 
It comes out March 1st. Uh, I think Dune Part 2 could be the highest grossing movie of the year. That's going to be my top tw- or that's going to be my okay. 2024 prediction. I say that because uh Dune the 1st was a was a significant hit when it came out in 2021. Now, it made 400 uh, million dollars worldwide during the pandemic and at a time when it was released um simultaneously on HBO Max. Now, in that time, who have become even bigger stars? Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, who gets even more screen time in this movie, and they added Florence Pugh to the cast. I think it's going to be big. Mm-hmm. And I'm basing that mostly on Wonka's surprise box office run. David, you got a prediction? Yeah, I have a prediction. It's also tied to box office. Uh, I think it's going to be a down year. I don't think it's going to be a, uh, like, overall. So last year, uh, domestically, in-year releases uh, was an 8.5, up 13% from last year. Well, which was up 50% from the year before that, which was up over almost 300% from the year before that. So, like, the box office is healing. We're getting back to where we were. Um, but just based on the fact that I think that there's going to be a lot of releases that got pushed out of 2024 that people were excited about, um, I, I think that there's not a clear, like, there's not a clear movie that's, I don't think that, Dune might be the movie that dominates the first quarter, but I don't know if there's, Outside of something like a Mean Girls really taking off, I'm not sure there's anything that's going to dominate January and February uh, before. Mean Girls get, has potential. Mean Girls does have mean potential will to kind of January. capture that that zone. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think not a huge drop, but I think like we're looking at maybe like a between five and ten percent drop for the overall box office in 2024. That's my guess in terms of critics though i think that it's going to be i think there's a chance for a lot of critically acclaimed films to come out this year i think netflix is going to have a big year we're seeing the big studios who created their own streaming services discovering that uh the grass was not as green as it appeared that when netflix was the only major streamer they made it look incredible but when everybody has a streaming service things don't look that great i think you're going to see uh, Netflix is going to do much better this year as it picks up a lot of things. Unfortunately, I think you're going to see more big chains like Best Buy get rid of physical media uh, that you can buy in store. They've already started doing that, getting rid of DVDs and Blu-rays uh, that they sell in store and online. I think you're going to see that continue, unfortunately. And I think you're going to see a boom in people trying to collect physical media again. Because we as consumers don't trust that we're going to get to see these digital movies. That they might just be yanked off the streaming service or that our digital copy might be taken right off of whatever platform we own it on. Uh, so I think you're going to see a boom in physical media uh, purchases. But it's going to be harder to find places to go get them. You know, you're going to have to do it all online still. So there's some of my pessimistic 2024 predictions. Okay. Awesome. I can't wait to come back uh, at the end of the year and see um, if any of them come true yeah. or if we were so wildly off. I don't know. Uh, all right. I need to add that to my wrap for next year. Yeah, you can add it to your wrap for next year. How many predictions did we get wrong? Um, probably all of them. Although, I don't know. I think we we could do all right. All right. Let's talk about... I think we made educated guesses. We made educated guesses. They're always educated. Let's get into our most anticipated movies of 2024, though. This is historically a bit of a cursed episode sometimes. At least the past few years, it's been cursed, I think. (laughs) Uh, I think the first year we did it, everything went wrong. So 
If you didn't listen to our top of 2023, what we're doing this year is a little different. So typically we would each come up with our own list and kind of go through all that. But this year we decided to combine our lists, consolidate them into an ultimate so many sequels most anticipated of 2024. Then we'll talk about some of our uh, honorable mentions or later down the road. But let's go ahead and get into number five. We're going to do our top five uh, most anticipated. And you know... This list is mostly decided by how many of the three of us were interested. So just because something's number one mm-hmm. doesn't mean like, oh, we're the most excited. It just means all three of us were excited, and that is meaningful to the yeah. show, I think. So to get things mm-hmm. started, we're going to go with number five, which is a new movie from A24. It's Alex Garland's Civil War. Uh, Letterbox describes this movie as... Uh, in the near future, a group of war journalists attempt to survive while reporting the truth as the United States stands on the brink of civil war. Uh, cast members in this movie include Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, Nick Offerman. If you guys haven't seen the trailer yet, it just dropped re- pretty recently. It's pretty intense, so I'm excited. And this was on your list too, Garrett. Um, what do you What do you think? Why are you excited about it? Uh, just because I saw yeah. the trailer, you know, I based my list on like, you know, I, if I don't know anything about it, then I can't necessarily be looking forward to it unless it's got some cool exactly. people attached to it, which we'll talk about later. Um, but, uh, this one looked really interesting, um, and scary and a little too real. So, uh, I'm very intrigued with that based on right? the trailer. What better time than to watch, a modern day U.S. Civil War movie? Uh, then on the brink of a presidential election year. How exciting for all of us to be alive mm, at this brilliant. time. <laughs> David, do you know anything about this? It didn't make your list, so I'm just curious if you even know about it yet or if it's if it's hit your, yes. hit your radar. Yeah, I know about it. I watched the trailer uh, the day it came out. Um, Alex Garland uh, is a pretty well-respected sort of fresh director right now. He's behind Ex Machina, Annihilation. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. a year or two ago he did Men. Um, he does a lot of movies that have a very, like, um, socially conscious, uh, uh, theming, you know, uh, he's very aware of what's going on right now. So Civil War, yeah, I, I've seen a lot, there was a joke, me and my uh, coworker were watching it and we were kind of laughing to ourselves a little bit at the idea of Texas and California sort of being somewhat united, but, uh, I imagine that the, the, the politics of the Civil War world are not necessarily going to be shared by the real world. They might right. craft it a different way. I'm anxious to see but what it was. it. But it is interesting because America's never had, um, well, it, it has been uh, over a hundred years since there has been an Amer- a battle on American soil. So the idea of looking at the United States today through the framework of a civil war in modern times is very interesting. I can already tell you however much screen time Jesse Plemons is going to get. It's is not, not enough. enough. It's not enough. Jesse Plemons is, has skyrocketed over the last two or three years as one of my more favorite actors. He's great, um, and it's nice to see him reunite with um, Fargo co-star Kirsten Dunst in this. Yes, yes, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, who honestly, she uh, she works more than people think, but she I, I think people should check out Kirsten Dunst. She's great in all of her all of her stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Nick Offerman's the president. Who could you know what could go wrong there? Uh, <laughs> so uh, and I love you know they have a great poster, and I've said that uh, the poster is the the uh, Statue of Liberty. But there's like turret setup. It's like uh, there's sandbags. I think they could do a great poster campaign of just uh, sort of American iconography with you know in a battle situation. You know with uh, you know uh, people 
staking out the the, refre- the reflecting pool or right. you know the st louis arch or whatever you know just there's there, there's a theme there that they could do that could go really uh viral in that way sounds very dark can't wait to see um what civil war is like let me check the uh Let's check in the release date real quick because I missed it the first time. April 26th, so that's going to come up sooner than we expect uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is number five on our most anticipated list. Number four is our first sequel on the list. Well, it's technically a prequel, but uh, it's Furiosa, a Mad Max story, which this was another one that uh, Garrett and I are bringing to the list. Um, I'm really excited for it because I loved uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That movie was... So I don't really... I guess I'm a weird fan. I don't really care about the original Mad Max movies too much. (laughs) I honestly don't... I don't think I've seen all of them. And I don't have a lot of memory about them. And Mel Gibson, I don't care anymore and all that. So Mm -hmm. this is like... This is my Mad Max. So I'm super excited to see what George Miller does with it. The first one was so crazy. Charlize Theron was amazing in it, so I'm excited to see Anya Taylor-Joy takes on a younger version of that character. And mm-hmm. if it's if it's half as cool as as Fury Road was, I'm hyped for it. Uh, what what are you looking forward to, Garrett? Uh, same thing. I saw the trailer earlier today as I was doing some research because it was the first time I'd had a chance to watch some trailers in a while. Um, and so uh, it looks cool uh, stylistically looks like it's going to be insane and again it could i think this is what i meant by those epics where this movie is going to bring in so many people so many times to see this on the biggest screen that they can over and over and over and i hope it does because uh, i'm really excited about it uh yeah the the first trailer uh did look bonkers where you have a chris hemsworth almost rec- unrecognizable in uh, a lot of ways and uh never saw mad max fury road i'm gonna get tomatoes thrown at me for that but i'm sorry um, just never got around to it in 2015. Didn't have a so many sequels podcast. You should back now. Then. You should give it a shot. I, I think I probably will. And and I, I, I would be interested to go back and see some of the original ones just out of curiosity because again they are oh sort of a blind spot of mine that particular franchise. Um, but uh, I'm I'm interested. I mean, I would like it if it were Charlize Theron more since she was. Furiosa in the Mad Max in the you Fury don't Road like movie, that. right? You didn't watch it. You don't know what you'd like. Well, more. I like Charlize <laughs> Theron at all times, so I can tell you that. Much like Jesse Plemons, she doesn't Does get that. Mean screen you time. don't like Anya Taylor Joy at all times. Hello, I like that's Anya. Not, honestly, oh, I don't even know. She was Princess Peach. That I can tell you. She's a very. She's kind wow. of an it girl right now. Uh, anywho, you your your opinion on Furiosa is moved at this point. Charlie, moving Theron. on to number three. I like Charlie Theron. <laughs> I like Anya Taylor Joy. Okay, yes, but moving on to number three because it sounds like we're going to argue about Furiosa down the road. Uh, <laughs> uh, number three. This is a pick that came from David and Garrett. Uh, Deadpool three, which Letterbox mm. only says the third entry in the Deadpool franchise plot TBA. Truly, all mm. we know mm. about this movie is that it has Hugh Jackman back as as a version of Wolverine. Anything else anyone mm-hmm. says about this movie is pure speculation, but you guys brought mm-hmm. it to the table so. as one of your most anticipated, so tell us about why. Well, for me, it's Deadpool. Mainly for that yeah. reason. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Deadpool. Yeah, it's for that reason. Yeah. I. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Garrett. You go, Garrett. This movie is the only superhero movie that can make money right now. 
I truly believe that. If they let this be what it can be and just let Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman go on screen and have fun and do crazy shit, this will make Marvel what the, the money they need to continue, right? People are going to go see it. They want to see this buddy comedy thing. Uh, they're looking forward to it. So it's going to make a ton of money. Uh, I went on to try to watch a trailer, and I got to tell you what. If you're out there making all of these fake trailers for these movies just to get clicks, get out of here. I'm tired of you. YouTube was full of the screen rant and like, here's our fan trailer, like our uh, concept of what it could right. be. I hate Screw that you. crap. Screw you. You have, 50, you have 50 of them. Get out of here. It's so bad. Where it's anyway. really bad, just to continue this tangent for a quick second, is on Facebook, man. If you're one of the poor oh, souls. Man. I say that, like, there's not 8 billion people on Facebook still. But the amount of fake movie posters with tens of thousands of shares and people who are like, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited for this. And it is so clearly yeah. not real. Boggles or, my mind and people, gives, makes me hopeless for humanity. But And, and <laughs> some of them are, are just blatant AI, you know? Uh, blatant well, there was AI. one for Pixar's. Pixar's a land before time, and people going, don't ruin the original, don't do this, and it's like, it's not happening. It's not happening. You like, guys, if you listen, We take for granted how in tune we are to the movie world. Heed my warnings. Media literacy matters. You need to know, you does. need to be able to tell when what you're looking at is not real. That's all I gotta say. Um, as for me, I'll echo a lot of what you said, Garrett. Uh, Hugh Jackman's always a great, uh, I'm still a person who likes to, who enjoys Ryan Reynolds, and I, I think Deadpool 1 and 2 are both fun. The first one is more fun. Um, but the second one has its moments. You know, I, I, I was disappointed because Deadpool 2 had the opportunity to just go full Mel Brooks and didn't quite do that. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. D- D- Disney and Marvel Studios have gotten the X-Men rights from, from Fox. This is going to be their first real X-Men related thing that, they've, that they're that bringing over. So uh, the MCU is unfortunately, as a whole, an aging franchise, uh, mostly propped up by millennials who are still into it. Um, but, uh, it'll be interesting if they can change over the next few years to grow their audience downward. Um, so, and they need a, they need a win after, uh, the Marvels, which my personal opinion didn't deserve to do as poorly as it did, but, uh, they need a big win next year. And maybe the fact that this is the only Marvel studios movie coming out next year, there'll be other superhero movies. Sure. But this is the only Marvel Studios movie coming out. This needs this needs to do well for them. I'm looking forward to it, though. So, Right. I think what's interesting, because I didn't add Deadpool 3 to my list. That's not to say I'm not looking forward to it. I definitely am. Uh, but what I'll add to this is my speculation and, and idea of what could happen here. And, and it is on that idea of, of Disney and Marvel need a win for the MCU right now. And But what's so important and why they're going to get criticized no matter what, I think. And so go ahead and prepare for this now, David is if this movie does well, people will say it's because it's a Fox property that they built on. <laughs> and if it does poorly, they will say it's because MCU, the Marvel ruined Deadpool. That's what will happen no matter what happens. Yes. Either Marvel ruined Deadpool or you know Deadpool is already Or Deadpool was already Marvel good, Studios. so like Disney didn't do anything. They just didn't mess it up. That's what they'll say. Even though... Let's face it, the Fox franchise for X-Men had its ebbs and flows. Like, it would be like, oh, oh wow, what a, this is a great franchise? Nosedive. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's a great franchise again? Nosedive. Like, every time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what it's what it's going to be all about. Super interested, obviously, in seeing how they bring back Hugh Jackman. So I think it'll be fun. Deadpool 3 comes out later this summer. We'll, we'll 
probably would not be shocked if we review it. We'll find out later on down the road. But now we're in our top two most anticipated movies of the year. This next one comes out awfully soon, and it is a not quite a remake. Um, it's more of an adaptation. So this is mm-hmm. the musical adaptation of Mean Girls. Uh, Garrett mm-hmm. and David, you guys brought this to the table this year. So Mean Girls is a movie that originally came out in 2004 uh, from Tina Fey. Huge hit at the time. Huge cultural moment. A lot of things still quoted mm-hmm. from that movie today. So it's huge. Big legacy. It went mm-hmm. on to become a Broadway musical. And now, 20 years after the movie, the musical is being adapted into a film starring Renee Rapp. Um, Tina Fey is coming back. Tim Meadows is coming back. Jenna Fishers is in the movie. B- Busy Phillips, Ashley Park, John Hamm. Uh, huge cast, mixture of some returning favorites, mixture of some uh, new Gen Z talent, younger talent. So what do you guys think? What makes you guys excited about the Mean Girls musical? Here. Um, you know, I didn't see Mean Girls of the original until it was like, you know, 2023. <laughs> um, and so I really liked it. And I think with, uh, everything they put into this, I think that people who love the original are going to go see it. I think that if, you know, honestly, movie theaters just let people sing along, give a little sing along and people will start doing that. Let them come back and party like they did at the Taylor Swift thing. That's a way to get people back into the theaters for this if it's a musical version of it and i think it's just going to be a ton of fun saw a trailer for it uh going to see uh poor things and it looked fantastic i gotta so, agree really it, it looks really fun i was skeptical at first but you know when i saw how that tina fey came back and so much of the original cast in, in the like school came back i feel like it's i'm i'm pretty hyped for it i think it'll be good like i said didn't make my list but i'm excited david why'd you add it you know um Circa 2004, 2005, I was coerced into seeing this movie, the Mean Girls, the first one, and I thought it was actually really funny, and I really enjoyed it, and I had the the biggest, um, well, I've had a crush on Lacey Chabert since I was like nine years old, um, and that movie only amplified that at the time, so uh, I, I've always liked Mean Girls, I've always been one of my, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure or not, a lot of people like Mean Girls, but... Uh, the musical, I don't know much about. Never seen the musical. Haven't even listened to any of the songs. But uh, I am, uh, I'm sort of like anxiously, you know, optimistic about it. Because a lot of their branding is not your mom's Mean Girls. And I was like, oh man, that's me. I'm the mom. Uh, is this going to be, uh, is this going to be really different than the first one? I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. You both want that and don't want that sometimes. Yeah, one thing I, I'm... But anyway, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. My wife and I are probably going to see it here pretty soon. Yeah, um, one fun thing is that uh, Renee Rapp, who plays Regina George, she's she's kind of an actress and singer now, but she uh, is one of the Broadway cast members who played Regina George as well, so she's kind of a Broadway-turned-movie mm-hmm. uh, star actor. So it's, excited to, it's also ex- always exciting to see a Broadway cast member go to the stage as well she wasn't the original one but she came in along the way uh okay renee Rapp's becoming very popular on tiktok right now yes so let's get into our top pick of the year our most anticipated movie simply because all three of us picked it's the only movie that made all three of our lists and that you know it kind of surprised me but then you know as i thought about it and looked at it more i'm not too surprised that this made all three of our lists Uh, our most anticipated movie is going to be mickey 17 
which is the latest from uh, Academy Award-winning director Bong Joon-ho. Mickey 17 is an expendable, a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world Niflheim. After one iteration mm. dies, a new body is regenerated with most of its memories intact. And this stars Robert Pattinson, seemingly, as Mickey 17, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Tony Collette, Stephen Yun. That's all I know about it, but that's all I need to know to know that I'm excited. Look, we've, we've already had the Robert Pattinson discussion. The man's a fantastic actor. I'm at the point where I will watch a movie he makes. And we're at that same point with Bog Joon-ho. This is his... Is this his follow-up to Parasite? He don't think he made anything it after is. yet. Yeah, so this no, is his follow-up follow to the Best Picture winning Parasite. His other movies before then are also great. We uh, we went on a, a Bong Joon-ho journey after Parasite 1, I think, uh, individually. Mm-hmm. At least some of us did. So I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. And and I love Mark Ravolo, Tony Collette, Stephen Yeun. I I'm, I'm can't wait to see what kind of weirdness they cook up with this movie. So uh, that's why I picked it. What did you, what did you, why did you guys... No notes from me. Ditto from Garrett. Yeah, mostly the same. You know, I, I, I the cast is, sounds great. The director is uh, best director, and Parasite was a best picture. This is the follow up to that. Um, it does. I mean, actually, it is a very like cool premise. A very you know neat sci fi premise. So, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to that respect. I didn't expect it, like you said, Josh, for it to be our most anticipated, just by the fact of all of us are interested. But I think it's one of those movies where you're looking at what's coming out this year and you go, what is Mickey 17? And you look at it and go, oh man, this is like a, this is like, no one's talking about this yet, but look at all these people in it. Look who's making it. This has real potential to stand out. Now we said the same thing about 65. We will find out what happens. We did say the same thing about 65. <laughs> so uh, I have higher hopes yeah. for, for Mickey 17, I will have to say. At least in the hands of Bong Joon-ho, mm-hmm. I have much higher hopes but y'all that is our top five most anticipated of the year again recap number five civil war number four furiosa a mad max story number three is deadpool three number two is mean girls the musical and number one is mickey 17 um Mm -hmm. we also which comes out in march which which yes comes out in march so a lot of these are coming out in the early half of the year which is good for us fresh on our minds um, we each, of course, also had some honorable mentions in our picks that didn't make the final list. Uh, I'll go through some of mine real quickly. Uh, Dune Part 2, I'm really excited for. I uh, liked the first one more than I expected that I would. So I'm, I'm, I am I'm read the book afterward, and it's a, like a thousand million pages. So uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, also, Ballerina, which is the John Wick spinoff <clears throat> starring Ana de Armas. I'm looking forward to that. I thought her character... In John Wick 3? Was that the one they added her into? Or was it 4? Um, I think it was 3. Anyway. 4, but I don't think actually on yeah, made an appearance, though. Oh. Well, either way. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, and then a few more. Uh, Trap, which I know nothing about except for it stars Josh Hartnett, and it's the next M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> so, sign me mm. up, I guess. Uh, mm. Nosferatu is Robert Eggers' take on the classic Nosferatu. That comes out Christmas mm. Day. And then finally... Uh, the only sequel on my... No, yes. The only proper sequel on my list is Beetlejuice 2. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. I need to say why. You guys? A lot of, uh, quite a few geriatric sequels coming Some out. geriatric sequels, yes. Uh, what what uh, honorable mentions made your lists? Uh, well, yeah, but what about you, Garrett? 
I have got a couple that I'm, you know, again, I use the word intrigued. I don't know if I'm excited about them, but I'm intrigued by them. I think Twisters, mm. obviously, is going to be an interesting one for us uh, located here uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it's going to be a sequel. I think it's going to be just kind of another Twister movie, and I think that's a smart way to do it. I don't think that you need to tie it in with the original. Um and then uh, I've also got Fall Guy, mm. which has got yeah. Ryan Reynolds in it, and he or um, uh, Ryan Gosling, and he is full crazy in this, and it looks really interesting. Emily Blunt too. Um, if I think it looks good, mm-hmm. uh, Spaceman, something I don't know about, but it's got Adam Sandler and it's Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for me, you know, I got to pick The Crow. They've been yeah. talking about doing this for a long time. They got a Scars Guard attached to it. I'm someone who loves the original. Don't necessarily want this, but uh, I don't know. Scars Guard's pretty good. I'll give it a chance. Yeah, you know, it could, it could, it, it, they, what's the worst that could happen? You still have the first crow. Um, True. So you guys, we've said all my other ones. Uh, I'm just going to throw out a couple animated films. Uh, Inside Out 2 uh, is coming out this, uh, supposed to come out this year. So um, interested in that. They're going to add some new emotions. Uh, should be uh, probably more heartbreaking than it needs to be. And uh, then you also have, I'm excited about this. I may be alone, uh, all alone, but Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> I love those daggum Kung Fu Panda <laughs> movies. Um, and uh, this fourth one, uh, aside from adding Aquafina to the cast, has me excited about just about everything. So there you go. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm excited for the year. Uh, you know, we talked about how there's some uncertainty. And, you know, some of these movies may not pan out, but I'm still trying to be excited. I think some of them... Oh, sorry, excuse me. I think some of them will at least, so... We got a lot to we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of movies coming this year. We got a mm. lot of fun themes coming up. A lot of episodes uh, around those themes. So go ahead and tell you we're going to announce our first theme right now. Our first theme of the year, which I think next week you're going to hear uh, a breakdown of what we're going to talk about. But we're going to spend February, obviously, talking about so many sweethearts. We mm. had a rom com mm. month last year, and we decided we loved it. Oh, enough. two years ago. That we had to return to the sweetheart month of February mm-hmm. and have so many sweethearts. So next <laughs> year, ne- next year, next week, we will uh, talk to you guys about our picks, and then we will talk about those all month long for February. So get on our our, our social media accounts: Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. Mm-hmm. Tell us what your favorite um, romantic comedies are, your favorite romances. Uh, it doesn't have to be a rom com; it could be any kind of Valentine's sweetheart movie. Um, mm-hmm. let us know what your favorites are. Maybe, uh, they will make the list. Um, either way, we'll talk about them, uh, all month long as we celebrate, uh, love and, and rom and com and all that good stuff. So <laughs> rom communism, rom communism, as Ted Lasso loves to say. So go check us out at so many sequels.com. You can find the links to all of our social media accounts that I listed earlier there, as well as links to all of our past episodes be sure you subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Just search So Many Sequels in that app. We'll see you guys next time with our preview of So Many Sweethearts. Bye. <laughs>